Welcome back to another edition of The Drive. I, as always, I'm your host, Dami Aina, a.k.a. 10K Dom. And to my right, because we're in America now, we're driving on the left side, the homies on the right side, Mr. <laughs> Rashid Grima. How are we doing today, Rashid? Sure, we're doing good. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, I'm excited, man. So tell them what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, so today we have a good friend of mine, Talia Wildhorn, and we're going to be talking about her experience as a hospitality major and the different opportunities she's had in the field. Because I mean, feel like hospitality is a major that's pretty underrepresented and people don't know a lot about. I don't know, sh- I don't know yeah, shit exactly. about that major, bro. Exactly. So, like, we want to shed it light on it. very lazy to me. Like... I ain't going to lie. It <laughs> what very lazy. Oh, wow. I'm not even gonna lie. It does kind of seem lazy. See, exactly. That's the thing is, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions around the major. I didn't know what it was coming into BU, but then I got exposed to people in the hospitality school. I was like, oh shit, it's actually dope. If I wasn't a business major, it's probably the major I would have chosen, to be honest. So let's get started. If you want to tell us about your background. Sure. So, first of all, thanks for having me on here. Of course. Thanks Um, for coming. uh, Let's see. I never know where to start. Um, So, I, my name's Talia. I'm half Taiwanese, half American. I grew up in France, so born and raised here all the way through high school. And since then, I've had a few, I haven't had the most traditional trajectory, let's say. So I took a gap year. Then I started at BU, took another gap semester. And now we're here. I have one more semester left at BU, and I'm studying hospitality. It's exciting. Wait, so I, I, was, I didn't know that you took a gap year. What was that? What was, why'd you make that decision? And how's that? What'd you do during your gap year? Actually, before you before you go on to that, like, are you currently in France right now? I am, yeah. All right, tell me about Back France. Home. What's France like with this whole Corona thing going on? Listen, France has it under control. We're doing so good. Um, Look at you guys. We suck over here. We suck, yeah. bro. I know. No, it, I mean, it got bad at one point, but ever since I've been home, everything's back to normal. You obviously still have so the rules of, like, So you were just a like, good luck public- charm? listen <laughs> a little bit um nah it was a little bit before i came home they started opening stuff up and numbers still haven't gone up bars and clubs and everything have, have been open the clubs for... are open yeah some of them are Yo, all Dom, the bars let's are full let's fly out let's fly out let's hey, 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 <laughs> did you yeah, see that they're not letting americans in though they're letting in 50 people from yeah i saw that but not americans. i mean i wouldn't let us in either so. to be honest yeah i'm lucky you yeah so back to that gap semester kind of the reasoning because i feel like it's something i hear about but I never actually knew anyone who did that so why'd you decide to do that and what would you do during that time um so at the time it was basically i was in high school i had no idea what i was doing i'd applied to like 10 different majors i had no idea what i wanted to do and so I had this idea, which is, so I'm half Taiwanese, and I was like, I've always wanted to live in Taiwan, but I don't want to go to school there. So let's try a gap year where I can learn to read and write Chinese because I only speak it, and I can work at the same time. And at first, you know, people look at you and they're like, yeah, okay. But then (laughs) I started actually developing the plans of like, oh, I found a place to live, and then I found a job, and then I was like, wait, this might actually happen. And B, you let me defer for a year. So I was like, That's nice. let's do it. Yeah. And also, I feel like gap years are like taking a semester before starting are really common in Europe, whereas the US, it's really not. Because I don't people just take you a know, gap year and travel a lot. You know what's weird about that is that if you ask what? any French person, they're like, oh, That's such an American thing to do. Really? I yeah. don't know an American really? that does that. But because I met, when I was in Australia, I met this girl from Germany and she had taken, she was taking, she was on her gap year just traveling around the world. I was like, she was like, yeah, it's really common in Europe. 
So I've ne- I've, I've never wow. heard anyone in the U.S. say they take a gap year. Don't Dami, do you know anyone? Nah, I, mean, I feel like our culture is more like you got to hurry up and get in line so you can yeah, get exactly. that job. Yeah, exactly. It was right? like college, college, college. more like what? you got to overseas like more laid back. You kind of do whatever. Yeah. That's so yeah, interesting that people say that. Fuck the United States, bro. Yeah. All right. So, no, but if you look at the systems, wait, real quick, because in the U.S. this thing they let me defer for a year, my admission. Whereas in France, it wasn't possible. That's why I didn't stay in France after for university because I was like, I can't get back into the system after this gap year. It's so much of a pain. Really? What? I, I yeah, I feel like definitely U.S. colleges are pretty like accepting of deferring, but I I also think that's a lot of since there's so many international students at specifically BU and uh, most private schools. So I feel like they're they're kind of used to that kid saying that, and they also want your yeah. money, so they're not gonna be like, oh no, we won't take your money at some point. That's true. <laughs> so that's probably a huge factor. <laughs> yeah, you can come in whenever, bro. Just come in whenever. Yeah, just give us your money. It's all good. Well, did growing up in like France influence your decision to study like hospitality at all? Yeah, because you mentioned that you didn't know what you wanted to do at all, and you applied to ten different majors. So why hospitality? So. I mean, in anything, probably being in France made me not want to do hospitality because here, you know, it's a very, like, not prestigious, not a good thing to study type thing. And you guys actually have said really? the same thing. So it's... Hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> Those doors did not come my mouth. I have high, res- I have high respect for Shaw kids, to be honest. <laughs> Going to be you. <laughs> what? Wait. I so well. Shaw, Shaw kids? All right, so Shaw's wait, called... Uh, the hospitality squad BU is called Shaw. School of Hospitality Administration. So we just call it Shaw. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a dope name. It's a dope yeah, yeah name. I like it. It's better than Questro. It is. It's pretty cool. But, well, I mean, yeah, Questro's cool. It used to be SMG. Anyway, um, off topic. <laughs> what was the question? The question was uh, why, why hospitality? hospitality, yeah. Kind of just random, I guess, because my mom was like, so if you don't know what you want to do, what are you good at and what could you do while in? And so I was like, uh, kind of nothing, but um, I'll try. <laughs> like, I speak a few languages and she's like, okay, what job? <laughs> she's like, what job can you use languages in? And I was like, if I'm in tourism, you know, you have people from everywhere. And yeah. so it kind of just went off with that. Um, but so I just thought I'd try it out. That's why I took my gap year. So I was like, before paying all that tuition in the US, let me try for a year. So I did a year in hospitality. Yeah loved the shit out of it and was like okay now this is what i'm gonna be doing in terms of hospitality why bu specifically um so bu was kind of a i applied to 10 schools i think at the time throughout mm-hmm. canada and the u.s and we visited yeah, you picked the wrong awesome. country to be honest i know yeah, <laughs> fucked up. and i just visited the different schools bu was the last one and it was just I don't really have a good answer. It just, it felt right. It had a good program, all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't BU have a top three hospitality program in the nation? No, you know what? The hospitality program at BU actually sucks. Really? Um, it's not actually that well rated. I keep hearing, well I always recognized. hear from Shaw kids like, oh, it's top three in the, in the nation. That's weird. Um, <laughs> technically, like, oh, it's not wrong. on, <laughs> technically, I haven't seen it on any ratings, but in terms of what they make you do, I think that it's one of the best developed mm-hmm. programs because they make you do those 200, like two, 400 hour experiences and an international oh, experience. That. You have all these requirements. So I think it's a, you come out of it with a lot more than a lot of other degrees that are better rated. Yeah, that's interesting. Personal I found something opinion. BU in general does pretty well in terms of giving kids hands-on experience and making sure like, okay, you're not just like taking these classes, but we're gonna give you stuff yeah. that's applicable that you can actually say, yeah, I know how to do this rather than just having it. For you, did you have actual requirements 
through your school? No, like we're not. Yeah, ours isn't that intense in terms of you have to have like 200 hours, but like stuff like core where we have a whole semester dedicated to starting a business and building it from the ground up and doing like a whole business plan. Stuff like that's very tangible that you can say, yeah, I did this and I know how to do rather than just, yeah, I took a class learning about management, you know. Yeah. Talked about living in Taiwan and gaining experience in hospitality there. What other parts of the world has hospitality industry taken you? Uh, lots. That's one of the best things is you become very lucky in having to travel for your job. Um, I had my first internship in college in India. And then after that, I did another one in Florida. At Walt hey, Disney lucky World. you, Florida. Best state. I realized that when I was like thinking about what I was going to say. I was like, I cannot say too much about Florida. <laughs> no, nah, we hype up Florida as much as possible. Yeah, so you want to talk about your experience in, like, first in India, where you interned and kind of how that was? Yeah, sure. So that was a program through Shaw. And so they send, I think, two to four kids per year to India to work at the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel in Mumbai. It's one of the fanciest hotels in the entire country. It's so well respected. It's stunning. And you work and live there for two months. So you kind of get to choose what you want to do. It's insane. Yeah, so I mean, I think everyone, a lot of, I hope everyone listening to this knows what the Taj Mahal is, but is it next to the, is the hotel next to the historic landmark of the Taj Mahal? So it actually isn't. And that's one of like the biggest misconceptions is it's completely separate from the Taj Mahal that you're thinking of, which is the building. Yeah. It, Taj is, it also just means, anyway. <laughs> Wait, what does it mean? No, um, I want to hear yeah, the background. Yeah, what is, yeah, let's say the history of this. I feel like I'm going to say something stupid and somebody's going to listen to this who speaks. <laughs> no, no, no. We can always <laughs> take it out. Um, that's good. Because I think it was something like it means the Grand Palace, Taj Mahal. But so oh. the fact that it's called Taj Mahal Palace Hotel, it means it's called Grand Palace Palace. Oh, okay, so it's like a double. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but so it just means big palace. And so that's why it's actually... The, just the name of a hotel brand but it happens to also be very well known and very well respected within india oh uh, okay that makes sense yeah so there's also a th- in boston anyway there is is it as nice as the one in india no it's not at all nice. yeah boston's no. way too cramped for that i feel like yeah but what's your favorite part of that kind of you talked i know you talked about it being a very beautiful building um in terms of the architecture because when i was in australia i really kind of got into architecture of buildings Australia just had such such unique architecture. Everywhere you walked, each building was completely different, but just so interesting. So, kind of, can you speak on that a little bit? Wait, I'm curious. Did you have like favorite styles? What kind of thing did you find out? Yeah. About? Okay. So, I actually took a class. There's this class I took, this Australian art history class, and this essay I wrote was about the urban urban planning in different cities in Australia. So, I kind of learned a little bit about that. Um, but in terms of the style, I'm not like super into like, okay, this is the style of this building. But there was this one building by the dorm we lived in. It was a skyscraper, very modern looking. But then they had this kind of um, like environmental friendly twist on it where they just had a bunch of vines and different plants all over the sides of the building just hanging down. I'll send you a picture after this, but it was actually really insane. It was, I, I moved, when we moved, I was like, that's so interesting. And had like a um, solar panels at the top, like it was, yeah, it was a pretty dope building, yeah. That's amazing. Um, 
let's see. So architecture at the Taj, it's it was stunning. Yeah, that whole thing is because it's I think a hundred and something years old. It was one of the first luxury hotels, and it's just in the middle of Mumbai, facing just anyway. It's insane. It's gorgeous. Um, I don't actually have, I don't know what to say about the architecture of it. <laughs> oh, you said the favorite part. Um, yeah. I think it was actually partly, it's related to that. It's just the culture of Indian hospitality. They have this saying of guest is God. And so mm-hmm. the entire notion of how you welcome somebody and how you host somebody in your country is entirely different. And it's so much deeper and more just intrinsic to who they are. And it comes from such a genuine place. And I, I loved that learning yeah. from them. Do you, do you mind giving us some examples of that versus how it differed from hospitality in the U.S. or hospitality in France? Yeah, um, I think as a whole, you can just tell of, which sometimes I thought was a little too much because they would even treat us, for example. This is a good example is we were employees just like them, but they would say they would help us out and they would do more for us. And we were like, why? We're in no way superior. But they would say you are a guest in our country. So we're going to treat you like God. Yeah, and dope. that in itself, it's like you have this notion of understanding. I don't know. I just love that. But then, you know, a tangible thing of something that would be different in the hotel. It's also a lot of people at Taj have been working there for 30, 40 years. There's this one time I remember being just completely shocked of the detail and what they do. So I'll ask you this question. Right. A housekeeper goes into a room and is able to say, Obviously, he doesn't know for sure. He's like generalizing, but he thinks he says, "Okay, I think that in this room, it's a European family. The dad's probably like six foot two. Um, They're probably from this country, and they probably don't eat fat just from walking into the room." How do you think he knows all that? Uh, (laughs) Your customer profile, like (laughs) your different. I don't. I don't know. Like that's very intense. A lot. He I'd be very impressed. Like, tip him like a hundred dollars. Like, yo, shout yeah, out to you. Yeah, you're not getting that shit in anywhere in the United States, bro. They don't give a fuck about you. Absolutely not. And it's just in all the small things of he says over 30, 40 years, you start gathering knowledge of an example he gave me was Asian people like to put their slippers next to the bed, whereas Europeans will put it closer to the door. Or he was like, oh, by when you start cleaning the shower, you know how this is a weird thing, but you know how it's surrounded by glass. And so you can mm-hmm. see how high the water sprays back up. And from being used to cleaning it, you can tell how tall a person is oh. over the years. So that's, just like that's insane cool. attention to detail. Yeah, that's, like just, like that's just, pretty sick. Oh, I mean, yeah, when you do it for 30 right. years, you're going you're gonna to notice little shit like that. That's, but that's like, no, you but I feel, to, like, I feel like you have to, you have to see, literally I look that Because it, in the U.S., I feel like people in the U.S. that have been working in that industry for 30 years would not pay attention. Like a lot of just average people wouldn't pay attention to that amount of detail. Yeah. That's an ex- like that's a pretty extreme amount of detail so to the level of to. customer it's service is a lot is a lot higher overseas than it is over here like, like i guess they just don't care as much over here as they do over in, not in the taj mahal uh no just one more thing is the interesting thing as well is for you guys for example of your view of hospitality is you go into a hotel you wouldn't know the difference that he noticed all that because it would be in all the small things of okay so what would you do with that information right it's once you said oh the guy's taller he would change you know how they give you bathrobes yeah Let's yeah. say it was an M in the room. He'll put an XL, but you're the guest. You don't know what's supposed to be in every room. You just see the XL robe and you're like, yeah. no, but it's my size. That, you know, it's all these small things of like, oh, yeah. he's like, it's this culture. There's and so, so much he's that gonna goes put, into it. That's very fucking, yeah. he's like, that's I'll put very true. Yeah. Damn, I never noticed that. And it's that, all these actually. things that you don't think of. 
yeah, yeah obviously exactly. not all the hotels are going to do that but yeah. to also say a lot in hospitality isn't seen and it's in all the tiny things that add up to you know you think oh that was a great state why and you can't exactly name but it's in all the small details details that wow. they pay attention to yeah. that's that's impressive shit. you get that same kind of hospitality transferring like to disney or something like that like are we getting that same type of hospitality or is it kind of different it's a yeah no it's kind of a different have you guys been to disney world Yes, I've been Florida. there once. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's the thing. So when I first when I first went to BU and people like you're like, oh, you're meeting kids like, oh, where are you from? Blah blah. The first thing people love saying is just, oh, have you, have you, you been go to Disney, Disney World? World? Like Disney, I'm like, bro, like Disney. Okay, shut up. <laughs> every Florida, every Floridian gets that so much, but it's just like Disney's just another thing. But then there's also those psycho people in Florida. Oh, that go to that like go every to Disney weekend. Religiously. Oh my god. I yeah, I know a couple of those really people. Like I won't say any names, but I know those people. It's really interesting. That's right. I was trying to gauge like where you guys are at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not cr- uh, crazy. I've been Disney there like fanatics, I've been like so. like twice. Like fuck that. I'm not even a big fan of Disney like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you interned at Disney for a whole semester. So, what about? Tell us about your experience. How you kind of the program, what you did, and how you enjoyed it. If you did. Yeah, I loved it. Um, first thing I know is I'm a huge Disney fan. Mm which is why that kind of hurt my heart. Okay. When you just Who's that. your favorite but, character? Uh, Who's your favorite else? character? Ooh. This is going to make me Baymax. judge even more. Wait, say that again? Who? Baymax? I have no idea who that is. I'm is that sorry. that big balloon oh, guy? my God. Is that that big balloon yes. guy? Uh, I actually never saw that movie. Wait, Was who it is good? that? It's a big hero six. It's amazing. Oh, okay, okay. I've, I've seen, I didn't know that was, that I never watched that movie. How'd you yeah. know that, Dom? I know. I mean, I've seen like a bunch of like commercials about it over the time. So like, shit. I don't know. I just never right. knew that. I've never seen the movie though. Who's yours, Rashid? Who's your favorite character? You watch a lot of Disney well, shit? I mean, this isn't really Disney technically, but my favorite, I guess like, if you want to group Universal as part of Disney, it's like right, th- like, Close it's, enough. it's right in the same general area. Yeah. It's like, for, like we group it together, but um, I would say Harry Potter world is sick. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah, you nerd. Right, right. Which, house, are you in? which house? Get let's uh, guess. If you guess which house I was in, which one would it be? Fuck. I feel like I know what you're gonna you're say. Prob- it's just you're probably not gonna. Lie. I think you're a Slytherin. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. That's just that's yeah, you, you, you sound like you look like a sn- <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like a snake, honestly. Like, you give up snake vibes. Yo, that's calf. Nah, I would. No, nah, I'm not Slytherin. Actually, I'm um, Ravenclaw. Okay. What's the I'm difference? A I'm a nice person. Ravenclaw's like nice, like good vibes. So there's just very like cutthroat and just ah, then I'd be a fuck about I'd be a, I'd be a Slytherin. I know you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> you'd be a Raven. You'd be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> no one cares about the Hufflepuff. Hey, I'm a Hufflepuff. Hey. Don't <laughs> <stand me. laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm out of pocket. Oh shit! I hate you. Yo, I'm so sorry. All right. <laughs> You're just roasting the shit out of her. That was even so noticed. mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, the reason shit. I said that to justify is because I feel like Hufflepuffs just don't get a lot of recognition in the Harry Potter world. Mm. Wait, they're they're the correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but they're very they're great people. They're just nice people, which I guess you know. The fun thing is, the way you just described Ravenclaw is actually the description of Hufflepuff. Ooh, so oh, so you're really? a Hufflepuff ass. Yeah. Right, so what's Ravenclaw's, what's Ravenclaw supposed to be? It's like erudite, super smart, all about the intellect and knowledge. Oh, then yeah, I'm definitely Ravenclaw. Yeah. 
You know you're not. I'm like, I'm like, the you most like, no, you be the sword and hat. You wouldn't be in a house. You'd be the hat that swords the people. Why are you disrespecting me, bro? Yo, <laughs> you be Hagrid. <laughs> Wait, who's that? Yo. Who's that ginger-haired kid that worked that was like with Harry all the time? Ron Weasley. Yeah, I feel like I'm a Ron Weasley kind of guy. I'm a, I'm a nice. No, bro, he got Hermione. You wouldn't. You would not. Uh, no, you would not stop capping, bro. I definitely would have gotten Hermione, bro. Stop capping, bro. No cap. She, yeah, no, Harry, no, but you do all the work and get no glory. That's you, nigga. Bro, Harry got. What do you mean? You do all the work and get no <laughs> pussy, nigga. About? No girls want you, bro. It's all good. <laughs> Bro, he got all the glory. What do you mean? I was like, no Harry hoes, Potter. Though. Like no Voldemort, hoes, a whole no the whole hoes, movie though. was about someone wanting to ruin his life. That's how you know he has it. Nah, bro, you don't got it like that, man. But yeah, back to Disney. Where were we at? Yeah, um, we're, we're, like what your experience with that Disney, oh, yeah, the was, program, why you decided to oh, do yeah. it. Okay, so it was <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can um, stop laughing now. <laughs> I did the Disney College program, which is. About, I think 7,000 kids do that per semester. It's ginormous, but people don't really know about it. And it's super competitive. And again, it's a type of thing where if you get the program, you get to work at Disney, live near Disney. Your whole world is Disney. You get free access to all the parks. You get to do all these amazing, yeah. like, pre-opening opportunities. Not it's much. insane. And so for, you know, it's all the different roles, which I don't know if you've seen the meme of, like, if only people knew that Disney World is run by... 20 year olds with no degrees. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen that? Not, I've never oh, seen that. It's movie. so true. Really? If genuinely, next time you go to Disney World, anytime after 5 p.m., because all the full timers don't like late night shifts. And so it's only 20 uh, so year olds with no work. degrees doing the Disney College That's program. That's kind of fun. And you're like, I that'd be, it's like a little that, college campus. Yeah, that'd be fire. Disney after dark. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it's also like stuff goes to shit and it's kids like taking care of it. Yeah, but it was, it's insane. They really give you a lot of responsibility. Like, that's the thing. They would put me on grave, graveyard shifts, which I'd be in charge of a 2000 resort. To the, I can't speak. Okay. They would, <laughs> I'm going to start that again. What the fuck? They put college program kids on graveyard shifts, which means that you're in charge of a 2000 room resort by yourself. If something goes wrong, you deal with it. Fuck. And I'm like, who what? in their right mind does that? No way. Nah, That's kind of crazy. That. They just really throw you in the fire like that. But a lot of stuff happens during graveyard. It's a lot of. I got a quick question for you. Like, I just want to just like, this is just like curiosity. What time does Disney close? Like, how do you know? I don't know. Google that. For some reason, I, I just want no, to think it never thing. closes. Well, it depends. Okay. So, did you know Disney is the size of San Francisco? Like, there's a Holy, lot that's Wait, really? Holy shit. I yeah. did not know that. Damn, we're it's bad 40 square miles. <laughs> it's gigantic. Um, so it depends if you're talking about like which of the four parks, they all have different closing times or which of the 28 resorts, they all, I mean, they're all open because it's a resort or yeah. the water parks, the golf courses. Like there's so much shit in there. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you look fun. so confused. That's, I just didn't know that. I was just like, wait, I, I, I didn't really, so I knew Disney was huge. But then when you really think about it as a company, they have so much and there's so many different things they do, so many revenue streams. So obviously, like that makes sense that every is just dependent on the park or like area. That's so interesting. What was your favorite part? Favorite park or favorite part? No, favorite, favorite both. Favorite park and favorite part of Disney itself. Um, honestly, ooh, I don't even have one. No, you know what? 
probably oh fuck why is this so hard for me it should not be she this was hard. there for you a whole semester park. you go honestly no, I, I don't I go to disney enough for that to be yeah honest. i got seriously i can't name a single fucking park in disney unfortunately yeah i'm just not a huge disney oh fan God. like that <laughs> i'm sorry to disappoint okay, you anyway so yeah but honestly though if i were to say for universal it'd be the harry potter park as well so for sure for Disney, probably Animal Kingdom because it has Pandora, which is, you know, Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it's that movie. Funny. Avatar's top tier yeah. movie. What, the blue guys? Uh, uh, yeah, the blue guys. Yeah, <laughs> that one, no, that, nah, the Smurfs. One. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I think you said the blue guys. I thought you meant Last Airbender and then I realized that's not Disney, that's Nickelodeon, but yeah. Yeah, okay, that's, that's the thing. When, you, when people say Avatar, do you think of Avatar like the actual movie or the avatar last airbender because i i don't think avatar last airbender because i never watched that as a kid you've never watched oh my god go on netflix and start that yeah i was i was was not one of those kids honestly i I didn't watch any anime i didn't do like i didn't do like uh pokemon i I just wasn't into i never i never fucked the pokemon but like avatar last airbender is definitely like it's a it's a good i was outside actually you know doing things and being an active kid rather than yeah no no wonder you're so fucking dark uh No, nah. that's good out of pocket. <laughs> I'm on your head, bro. That's the thing. You can't see Dommy right now, but Dommy's darker than me. It's the funny part. No, I'm so not, crazy. bro. It's not fucking lying on my head, bro. That's cap. That's cap. That's cap, man. Wait, okay, so moving on. Did you ever get tired of Disney being there for a whole semester where you're like, all right, I'm fucking tired of this place. Get me out. Don't worry, we won't we won't send this clip to Disney. Disney won't hear. No, like actually no. Which is not the answer you want to hear, but <laughs> I'm also just somebody who loves hospitality. Like I don't mm-hmm. get tired of it. So that's why I keep working more in it because it's just a lot of fun. You, I mean, there's so much, the thing with hospitality is you're just watching humans. Like it's, there's no end to the def- definition of hospitality. It's kind of everything and anything. Yeah. You meet people, you see a lot. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause it's not like an office job where you're kind of doing the same thing day in, day out. Every day yeah. is kind of this own unique thing, known unique experience. Yeah. What was the most interesting thing that happened in terms of, dealing with a guest or something while you were there um that you can say there's so many i can't even count the amount of times i called 911 which should tell you something in itself yeah um there's just all these there's a lot of karens so you know like there's a lot of karens just the oddest stories but when you tell it it's like what the fuck is wrong with that human um (laughs) God, the craziest thing. There's this one lady who was just who came back crying three nights in a row over a plush toy, and it was a whole like three very intricate story. Yeah, but she'd come at one a.m. every time as I was about to pull my bank, and it was <laughs> like she'd come <laughs> and she'd cry again about a new development in her story about what happened to that plush toy. And it was just like an unfixable problem, but it sounds so stupid. And I was like, there's nothing more Disney than what is happening right this second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the that's what I imagine of when I think of people who are obsessed with Disney and just go every other weekend. Like that lady. Yeah. But who's yeah. more annoying to deal with? The adults or the kids? Fuck the adults would be. I feel like Honestly, the adults are definitely adult. much more annoying. Yeah. The kids are just having fun. It's just yeah, the adults like- who are like they're the ones paying for that fucker. They definitely want every. They want the bank for that. Exactly. They want that bitch perfect. The kids are just there having fun. The kids fun. don't give a fuck. They're like, all right, we gonna go on this ride now. That's for no, sure. for sure. And it's a lot of money, so I kind of understand where they're coming from. That's why it doesn't get old as well. It's because like, 
I would be just as mad if some of the things happened to me that happened to them. So yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. What was your favorite? What was your least favorite part about working at Disney or just Disney in general? Maybe don't do work at oh. Disney in case anyone wants to hear that. Anyone hears this, but just like I love about how you're Disney trying to general. nail me of like, did you get tired of it? But like, what didn't you like? No, what I'm just trying to get because like it's not you know all sunshine and roses, sun, whatever the phrase is. It's not all like good things. So there's definitely the must be some bad in there too. It was pretty. Oh God, <laughs> when there was Hurricane Dorian, mm-hmm. Hurricane Dorian really was just. Were you guys? No, you were probably at sea. I was like, probably. Yeah, I think I was in Boston. I'll see. Florida has so many hurricanes, I don't even know the names of them. Yeah, just like, I've lost right, another one. Yeah. <laughs> like how? When was, it, when was, when was one, that hurricane? So, it was the very end of August of this past year, really? and beginning of September. I didn't realize mm-hmm. you had a hurricane. And it's the one that. Yeah, I, I didn't realize. I was definitely in. I was in Tampa. That I didn't even know there was a hurricane. Hey, hey, that show was just a sprinkle oh to God. us at that That's point. That's crazy. <laughs> it was a yeah. drizzle, nigga. It was a drizzle. <laughs> Because it was supposed to be um, category, wow, it was supposed to be category five, but then it didn't hit, it didn't end up hitting Florida, so that's probably why you don't remember it. Uh, okay. But for yeah. the days leading up to it, you essentially have, so let's say, so it's a 2,000 room resort, it's families of four, let's say per room, so you have 8,000 people who just come to you and are like, what do we do, what's like, like, they have all the dumbest questions of like, oh, how am I going to drink, how am I going to eat, what do I do, <laughs> where do I go, what can I do, like, and it's so it's like the end of the world for them and they all look to you because you're the front desk and they're like what do i do yeah those are definitely all the tourists because people in florida everyone in florida knows that when there's a hurricane coming no one in florida gives an actual fuck i remember in high school there was one time we got a whole week of off of school because there was supposed to be a hurricane coming yeah but everyone's like all right whatever like sure there's a hurricane coming so we just threw parties all week so that's just like how Flor- Floridians think about it. It's like, okay, like, cool. It is what it is. Just another Maybe Monday. Actually, hit, yeah. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> that's kind of sad also that you're so used Yeah, it to is pretty really sad. Like <laughs> everyone else, like, because I remember I was in, um, when I was, there was, a, there was a hurricane that happened when I was in school. And everyone, like, when I was at work, everyone around me, when I was from Florida, was like, oh, like, are you, is your family okay? Like, blah, blah. Like, how's everything in Florida back home? And then, like, every time I call my dad, like, oh, yeah, is it her, like, how's everything going? He's like, oh, it's, like, whatever. It's fine. Like, we'll just see what happens. Like, he, yeah, he just wasn't stressing because that stuff happens all the time. Yeah. We're, we're a different yeah. breed of nigga in, in Florida. Yeah, we're just, a, like, yeah, as you can tell with recent coronavirus. We're, yeah, we just, we just don't care. We're a different breeds. Yeah. But moving on, um, what are, you mentioned that, you you know, you're in love with hospitality's industry and you really enjoy the work. What are some of your goals moving forward in the industry and what do you want to accomplish? Um, <laughs> it's such an interview question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I know. like I'm an interview for a job. Um, big question. Actually, I'm not sure yet. Right now, I've started, you know, exploring the different facets of hospitality. So far, I love operations, so front office the most. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll kind of see. For now, I just, I love interacting with people and having all these different just like hugely different experiences of the human experience. I don't know. So anything that's in contact with people, but I'm not too sure what exactly yet. And also with COVID right now, yeah, hospitality might not be quite the same for a little while. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. That segues perfectly into our next question, actually. So with COVID happening, 
obviously the hospitality industry is taking a huge hit. What do you in the next? I mean, from your from your um, experience, your thoughts. What do you see the? How do you see the industry changing in the next five, ten years after COVID? Ooh, five, ten years. I mean, for maybe even now, like two, least, three, like maybe in the near future. Obviously, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. The first thing I don't know. I think it'll move a lot more to domestic travel over international for a while. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and just a lot more, you know, closer home and where can you drive instead of fly and all that. The airline industry, yeah, I think they're going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it depends on which country. Cause like I said, in France right now and like in Taiwan, everything is normal. So my friends are already traveling everywhere going all around the Man, country. And that's so, that, they're lucky, bro. I'm mad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I can't leave my city. Yeah, I know. <laughs> bro, I hate this country, bro. Bro, you have anywhere to go. Like, shut up. Shut up, bro. What you mean? I was about to go to Canada. I was going to invite you, but you ain't. No, you weren't. Not. How do you, you know weren't. that? How do you know that? You like, I Canada. like, I ain't booked my flight like two months ago, bro. Chill out. Don't you did it. You fo- All right. Dobby's I'm fully lying. He didn't absolutely. He's not going to yeah, Canada. I-, I wasn't going to Canada. But, like, I would like to think, like, I could go to Canada if I wanted to, even if I wanted to right now. I can't. <laughs> you know what I'm I'd like to have the option open at all times. All right. No, like, question. serious question for you guys. How soon do you think you two will feel comfortable traveling and where would you want to go and how eager are you to start traveling again? Well, honestly, with my um, recent ex- experience with corona exposure, I'm very wary of traveling now. Before I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, if airlines are not at max capacity, like, it's I'm all, I'm all right with it. But now it's just... It's kind of crazy like, how quickly everything spreads. Um, and just things you don't even realize that you touch. Like I was at the doctor's office yesterday, about to get tested, and I was in the waiting room. And you just see no one's wearing a glove, and they're just like opening and closing the door. And you're like, all right, what if this person tests a positive and just touch that door, and I touch it? Am I gonna get it? <laughs> so stuff like that you don't even think of in a normal day to day. Yeah. So with in terms of traveling, I don't know. Like, I'm going back up to Boston September, but internationally, just whenever countries open back up to you u.s citizens i guess i would i, I don't I'm, I'm not the type of person that's like very like freaked out easily that stuff so it is what it is and if i if it happens i, I, that's a, I don't want to sound like <laughs> one of those people but it is what you it can't is. you can't live in fear you can't live in fear of it happening yeah, yeah. no yeah i've kind of i mean i'm i'm literally going on a trip in the next couple of weeks but i'm not leaving the country I'm just going up to like the, um south carolina but I mean, I'm going to stay safe as much as I can, but like, you can only control yourself, mm-hmm. like, but you can't control what other people do. So you definitely just got to do what you can to like, make sure you're protected at all times. That's all it is for me. You got to exactly. do what you got to do. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> but that meme is not funny. <laughs> yeah, all right. So what about, like, in terms of being a hospitality major, which, you know, we talked about at the beginning, it's not, it doesn't really get a lot of love and people don't really understand it. What are some misconceptions that you normally get? Like, I mean, you know, like in the beginning, Dami was a dick and was like, oh, it's hey, late. Hey, like, hey, 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 I was not a dick. I was Stuff like that. I feel like you definitely hear comments like that every once in a while. I was not a dick. I was Yeah, yeah, you know, you're just a dick. I'm not a but, dick, asshole. <laughs> what do you hear normally and like how is that wrong and from what it actually is? Um, not going to lie. Some of it's true. I have to like <laughs> give credit where it's due. Um, no, seriously uh essentially okay if i'm going to compare it to question which is our school of business at bu the main thing is people think that all our classes are like oh i'm drinking wine and i'm making yeah and everyone's whatever. like oh they, they have cooking classes they have wine tasting <laughs> classes what the fuck like that's the big thing you hear about shaw 
all of my classes are the exact same as yours. Like I'm going to have mm -hmm. the marketing, finance, managerial accounting, like whatever law, all the same classes as Questrom. It's just the example instead of being like company X, it's going to be hotel Y. It's as yeah. dumb as that. Yeah. And it's, I heard somebody say this, so it's not my own words. It's essentially Questrom without the sneakiness. <laughs> right, put right. that out there so for for listener yeah so the reputation of our business school would be used just like everyone calls us the snakes which is very false i mean it holds ass, true to some people ass niggas, <laughs> yeah see that's why you yeah belong pretty much house. to be honest Cut Sorry, shut the fuck up. but yeah that is something i realized when i was like the more shock kids i met like looking at the class you guys take it's literally questrum but not question not the intense like pressure and intense like oh thinking you're all that it's definitely a more humbled version of Questrom in my opinion and then it's also just what we said earlier of like I think a lot of hospitality gets taken as just anybody can do it because it's a lot of it's true that that's why I think it's not completely false it's like if you guys are going to do a summer job right now you're going to work in a restaurant you're going to work in a cafe you're going to do stuff that is related to hospitality because mm -hmm. a lot of them are entry-level jobs that anybody can do without a degree but yeah. first of all, there's an art to wanting to do it for a while and to actually enjoying it and to care about yeah. doing it. And the second thing is, if you want to go in it further, go higher up in your career. That's when I'm like, it's not just sunshine and flowers. It's yeah. a business that you have to run just like any other business. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so that's, so that's one thing I want to touch upon in terms of getting to like, explain what hospitality is and major in hospitality. One thing I didn't realize at first, when I first heard that major, I, I thought it was just, okay, you're using to work in a hotel but there's so many different industries one thing i learned about that i actually find really interesting is instead of working for like hotels or different restaurants you can work on the development side of it like developing the real estate or the business plan to build these hotels in different locations so can you explain some of the other sides of hospitality majors that potential opportunities that people don't might not know of yeah i mean there's a t it's essentially like i said the easiest way to explain it is it's going to be everything you can do with a business degree so I know people who will go into law and then there's a lot of stuff, you know, people sue hotels all the time. Yeah. Of, there's a lot to do with that. And it's a very specific side of law that you have to study on purpose. Um, and then everything to do with real estate, with development, that's really a huge thing right now. And then there's a lot of just analytics because you have to follow trends. Hospitality changes so quickly. And especially right now, you have to really know what you're doing in developing these new hotels and it's such big ventures at a time that you you know there's a lot of research that goes into it there's a lot of marketing sides of pr of all these things they're huge brands i don't know there's just so yeah. many facets to it i guess yeah no zach i feel like people just kind of restrict it to hotels so definitely good to know what else is out there in terms yeah. of being a major in hospitality the other thing is it's also that thing it includes like casinos and airlines and country clubs and cruises all that is also hospitality yeah so it's yeah. also not just you know if you if you're working on a cruise or if you're working in the operations you know in an office about a cruise it's also very different but it's still, yeah mm. interesting very true, very true. Well, would you say you would change or you would something you wish was different or something you would change about the industry um i think for me there's like the french side coming out the main thing <laughs> i wish would change is just sustainability there's a huge lack of it i think intrinsically obviously travel can't be i mean yeah you're taking a plane or a car or something to go enjoy yourself somewhere like it's not it's never going to be optimal mm -hmm. but 
I wish there were more practices within hotels if you think of all the waste and you know if you're having a turnaround of 2,000 rooms that's 2,000 sheets worth of beds that you're washing and towels and back mats and all the details that yeah, that's a lot of true. it's a lot Goddamn. and I wish we could work on that side yeah, thanks to the industry that doesn't really get the criticism in terms of not being sustainable. Thank you. Thank you, Talia, for joining us. I learned a lot about hospitality. I would no longer disrespect it. I have gained a lot of respect for it. So it's Rashid. But before we let you go, please go. I already had respect for it. Don't put me in your grouping. Don't, no, don't you group didn't. me with Shut you. your ass up. No, no, no. no, no you yes, did. I did. Shut your ass up. You're talking about, I don't know yeah. shit about hospitality, man. I'm... That's me. I don't have respect for it. <laughs> Whatever, dog. Talia, please go ahead and plug yourself before Rashid keeps talking shit. Oh my God. Um, my Instagram is Talia, T H A L I A 369. That's honestly it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you guys again for joining us for another episode of Drive. Uh, so please step to your right and get the fuck out of our car because we've reached our destination. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Yes, sir.